This is the Affirm America podcast, where we stand up and speak out affirming American excellence. Coming to you deep in the heart of the Midwest, located in an undisclosed log cabin on the outskirts of town, your host, Marquis Vandemark. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Affirm America podcast. I'm your host, Marquis Vandemark. Thank you very much for being with us this morning. It's a beautiful day in the Midwest. We got blue skies, a little chilly out today, about 39 right now, but it's going to get up into the 40s and maybe low 50s if we're lucky. But hey, it's uh, springtime in the Midwest. Again, thanks for joining us. If you haven't subscribed to my channel yet, my, my podcast channel, go to AffirmAmerica.com. Drop in your email address. We'll send you out a notice once a new episode comes out. You can reach me also at uh, Marquise at AffirmAmerica.com. That's M-A-R-Q-U-I-S at AffirmAmerica.com. All right, this is the day's news that you can use. So we're going to give you the top five news stories for today. A little commentary on what's going on in the world. Keep you up to date in your busy life. All right, number five. We're going to go backwards from five to one. So former Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey says CNN is manufacturing conflict. Wow, finally uh, somebody is realizing that there is fake news out there. But New York Post reports former Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey tangled with CNN personality Brian Steltzer criticizing the network and other prominent media outlets for stoking division in lengthy Twitter, Twitter storm Monday night from the New York Post. Former Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey tangled with CN personality Brian Steltzer, criticizing the network and other prominent media outlets for stoking division in a lengthy Twitter storm Monday night. The tweets marked a rare outburst for Dorsey, 45. The tweets marked a rare outburst for Dorsey, 45, who typically maintains a low profile on the social media platform he co-founded. Dorsey has faced rampant criticism over his handling of Twitter's content moderation policies, with many critics accusing the tech executive of engaging in censorship. Dorsey began his Twitter rant in response to a post from Steltzer, who shared a link from the Washington Post that accused Fox News host Tucker Carlson of selling doubt to his audience. And you are selling hope, question mark. Quote, this is Dorsey, quipped in response to Steltzer's post. Dorsey's initial remarks drew a strong response from other media pros, including Newsmax correspondent Alex Salavi, who shared a screenshot of the exchange and said the ex-Twitter boss was defending Tucker Carlson. Dorsey denied that was the case. Not defending the thing, Dorsey said, holding up a mirror. So interesting bedfellows. We can see that the far radical left always ends up collapsing on itself because it's based on falsities, principles that do not stand the test of time. So this is what we're seeing happening now with Jack Dorsey and the Twitter takeover by Elon Musk because people believe in free speech. That's what this country was founded on. Constitution gave us 
the right to free speech. But the big tech oligarchs think that they know better than everyone else on what they should think and what they should not think about. They're the think police. And so now we're seeing Dorsey defending, of all people, Tucker Carlson from Fox News. There you go. That's the first one out of the gate, number five. All right, number four is the border crisis. And as we all know that there are many problems going on in the border right now. We have 210,000 immigrants coming across the border in March. And it turns out that southern border, 23 people on the terror watch list. So Border Patrol apprehended at least 23 people coming across the southern border whose names are on the terror watch list in 2021. Fox News reported earlier this month that over 62,000 illegal immigrants evaded Border Patrol agents in March, averaging about 2,000 a day. In August, retiring U.S. Border Patrol Chief Rodney Scott warned his 19,000 agents that known or suspected terrorists were entering the United States at a level we have never seen before. This is exactly why we need to close the border. This is a national security threat. We cannot have open borders where anybody can just decide to come across the border whenever they want to without any vetting of any sorts. And this is a problem that the Biden administration is not willing to take responsibility for. This is a problem. This is why they're going to get slaughtered in the midterms, because they're not concerned at all about you and me as American citizens. They're only concerned about maintaining power and maintaining control over all of us. So again, I want to remind you, uh, give your senators a call in your states. That telephone number is 202-224-3121. Again, 202-224-3121. It's the senator switchboard in Washington, D.C. When they call, you'll just go through some prompts asking you what state you're from, which senators you'd like to leave a message with, and it's all automated. You can leave a lengthy, maybe three-minute or so, opinion on the border. So please do that. The politicians do listen to the constituents. You, the voters, you put them in the office. All right. Number three, our good friend Governor DeSantis is in the news. DeSantis, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis moves to erase Disney's special status. Good for him. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is following through on his promise to try and cancel a 1967 deal between the state and the Walt Disney Company that led to the creation of the Magic Kingdom. If repealed, Walt Disney could be on the hook for millions of dollars a year in local taxes and could lose some autonomy over its property. The proposed follows weeks of public attacks on Disney by the governor, who has criticized the company for opposing a new Florida law that limits how educators discuss LGBTQ issues in the classroom. From MSN, Democrats have long been critical of the sway Disney holds over lawmakers. The company has donated millions to politicians in Florida, mostly members of the GOP, 
including DeSantis. So when the woke crowd came to Disney, I think we heard a little earthquake rumble across America, and that was Walt Disney rolling over in his grave because the wokeism crowd, to the point where they took out ladies and gentlemen and also wanting to remove princes and princesses. Now, out of all places in Disney, to remove those terms is complete absurdity. It's an example of wokeism and the cancel culture and the far-left radical agenda of LGBTQ and the transgender movement. These are very, very small percentages of the mass population, and for them to dictate how Disney operates as a business and with the vision of Walt Disney and the ideal kingdom and the magic kingdom, it's something that we're really happy that Governor DeSantis has stood up and is pushing back. It shows true leadership. It shows what we as patriots need to do. We need to push back on anything that we see is crazy. If it sounds absurd, push back on it. Speak up. Don't be silent. Don't fear being persecuted. You're doing the right thing. So I applaud DeSantis, Ron DeSantis, for what he's doing, and he's a top-tier candidate for president in 2024. All right, number two. Well, I've got another politician out there doing some bad things. This time it was our good buddy down there in the South, Representative James Clyburn, using campaign funds for family gifts. We've been talking about this. These things are popping up all over the place. House Majority Whip James Clyburn has showered numerous family members with more than $200,000 in campaign cash in recent years, a Fox News digital review of campaign records found. South Carolina Democrats' campaign expenditures have made their way to five relatives, including two of his daughters, their husbands, and a grandson. The records show one family member benefiting from his campaign operations is Jennifer Clyburn Reed, Rep. Clyburn's daughter, who has pocketed $45,000 for a campaign management fee between July and December of 2020. The Daily Caller, Clyburn is one of several members of Congress who have funneled money to relatives through campaign accounts in recent years. Democratic Connecticut Representative Johanna Hayes paid her adult children more than $35,000 out of campaign funds since entering Congress in 2021. And then Democratic Representative Maxine Waters paid her daughter more than $100,000 during the 2018 election cycle. And Maxine Waters is in hot water right now because she has been in that gray area for some time. Now, my understanding is not illegal to give funds to family members. It's just the optics of it is not very appealing. It shows a lot of self-interest, and if their self-interest in some areas, you wonder how much they're influenced in their political decisions in general and their principles in life. Are they really there for the nation or just to pod their pockets? As we know about our president who was termed the big guy from his son 
Hunter Biden in the Chinese dealings. And so these people need to go. They need to be voted out, and there needs to be a reckoning in the midterms 2022 and in the White House in 2024. All right, number one, the top headline for today on this Wednesday, April 20th, 2022. DOG will challenge repeal of mask mandate if CDC gives green light. Okay, well, we reported yesterday that Mazel down in Florida had closed the loop on mask mandates on airplanes, trains, and buses. And everybody was so excited. And it only took one day before the Biden administration pushed back on the mask mandate. Now they're going to appeal it. Good for them. It's just going to make the midterms that much more bloodier. People are sick and tired of the government's overreach. The fact that masks definitely do not prevent spreading diseases. That's been proven. It's factual. Go listen to Dr. McCullough's interview I gave with him down in CPAC. It's on my podcast channel. It's never been proven. And we're masking little children too right now in many states. So... This is who's running our country right now. U.S. Airlines and Federal Aviation Administration on Monday took just hours to announce that they stop enforcing a federal transportation mask mandate once a Florida federal judge said the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention illegally adopted the rule in February of 2021. Jennifer Bologna, an attorney for Jackson Lewis, said she doesn't expect the CDC to appeal the ruling given the mask mandate was meant to expire in May, and that transportation companies, including airlines, have been pushing back against it. The RNC research, Biden administration, 1 p.m., yes, we want masks on planes, Biden himself. 2 p.m., no masks should be optional, Biden administration. 3 p.m., yes, we want masks on planes. And from MSN, the Department of Justice announced Tuesday night it would appeal the recent ruling that voided the federal mask mandate on public transit if the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention deems it necessary. So there you go. I mean, just within three hours, they're, they're sending out mixed messages. This is how confused the administration is. Nobody's really has any strategy. They're just reacting to the news. One minute they're for masks, the next minute they're against masks, and now they want to appeal the decision. Okay, so let us not forget that Joe Biden is the one behind all of these actions, and let us speak our voice in the midterms at the voting box. All right, so there you go, folks. That's our top five news stories for this Wednesday. I hope this finds your day very well, and we'll see you tomorrow, same time, with the day's news that you can use. This is Marquise Vandemark, a Firm America podcast. God bless you, and we'll see you again tomorrow. This is the Affirm America podcast with your host, Marquis Vandemark. And let's never forget, America is great, and we affirm it.